Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Catching you up on everything you missed in the NBA this weekend. Strick, I know you got lots of thoughts. Where do you want to start? What stood out to you most this NBA weekend? Well, I'm really, I would, let's start with uh, the Nuggets and, and, and the Phoenix Suns. I, I was really intrigued with how well the Phoenix Suns has played. And, you know, to me, to be honest, I, I, I think Jokic is making an absolute statement. I, you know, listen, this is no discredit to uh, Joel Embiid. Um, well done. Great season. Um, worked his tail off. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say he's not deserving. I think he, he was. I mean, I think the performance that Jokic put on um, against the Suns on, on the road, the efficiency in which he did it, um, high free throws and still made a high clip, uh, not his normal high rebound numbers, uh, but freaking 11 assists as well. Uh, just, a, just, a, just a phenomenal game. Um, I think they did everything they, they, they needed to do to try to win. It just it was it was one of those things in which this is what they're going to have to do regularly. The Suns. This is Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. If they don't do this, they can't win. That's just being honest. I, I just mm-hmm. I don't think if they don't have the kind of nights that they have for at least two of the next three games, the way that they played last night, also very efficient. Book fourteen eighteen. Yeah, I mean, let's be real about it. Whew. Very very efficient as well. Uh, with twelve assists, also on top of that, KD was very efficient as well. But at forty four minutes, is that sustainable? That KD can continue to play that high of a clip of minutes as well. You, you know, at his age, you got to figure that into the the equation as well. But both of them going for thirty six. I don't think if they don't do that in the next two or three games, they don't win especially without Chris Paul. Absolutely. Well, that's the other thing. Are they better off without Chris Paul? Like, I know, like I know he's the point god. I know that's his nickname, but it looks like he's it. not as good a spot-up shooter as some of the guys coming yeah. off their bench, and yeah. he's an injury risk. You never know how long you're going to have them. So at least now with him out strict, they can game plan by saying, hey, we don't have Chris Paul. What that does is it puts the ball in Devin Booker's hands more. Yeah, and facts. right now that's a good thing. Nobody in NBA history strict. Over any nine-game stretch, regular season or postseason, has put up the scoring, rebounding, assist, and shooting numbers that Devin Booker has. Which, again, you can kind of cherry-pick that, so that's fine. But you mentioned 36 points. What stands out to me, Strick, is the the 12 assists that he had. Yes. Because when you're, you're scoring, you're getting over 30. I'm sure you get in a zone. You feel like, okay, this is my night. I'm in everything they're giving me. Talk about what it means that Devin Booker had 12 assists, not two assists, in a game like that. Well, he, he's normally a downhill scorer. Mid-range is sick, obviously off the three. Mm-hmm. Um, games that are similar to him are like um, Steph, I mean, uh, Clay, Clay Thompson. Him and Clay Thompson have a little bit, but he has a little bit more trick in his bag. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's really the only difference as far as their perimeter games. Now, um, that's part of the scouting report that I venture to say that <laughs> excuse me that Denver didn't account for I would venture to say that him dropping those many dimes was not what they were expecting out of book so they're going to have to go back to the drawing board 
and on the on, and figure out how they're going to rotate and cover. And that's really all the the the, the NBA playoffs is all about what adjustments are you going to make from game to game to the next, and who's going to continue to show up when those adjustments are made, and are you going to be able to overcome them? Now, um, they don't have an answer for Jokic. No. This is a lot different. I think I think if they get past, I say the matchup between a Lakers is a Lakers Golden State. I mean, I mean a Lakers and Denver. That's that's a tough matchup. AD is is a tough matchup for him, both offensively and defensively. Um, but on the other side, Golden State, they don't really have an answer for him at all. Nope. You know, you see, they're already struggling with AD. And we're going to get into that as well. But um, I, I think matchups is what makes playoff victories happen. And right now, um, I'm impressed. I'm impressed by what Phoenix was able to do. I thought that they were out of it, and I thought Denver would have would have clipped them in one of those games. Someone, I'm not going to say who, has been saying Suns in seven. Mm. I, I'm not going to say who. I'm just going to leave it out there that All someone right. at this station has been saying Suns in seven. You. Okay, you that. That's why I didn't have to. Um, but yeah, to your point, KD and Booker, the first duo in NBA postseason history to record 35-5-5 and in consecutive playoff games each. Yeah. That's nuts. That's insane. I'm going to ask you this question, Strick, after I give you my answer. Right now, Devin Booker is playing like a superstar. I held off on saying that because I, I didn't buy the efficiency. He it was fraudulent. I didn't know if he was a good enough passer. I didn't know if he could carry a team mm-hmm. the way that he really has. But right now, Devin Booker is playing like a superstar, and that's why I asked you about those 12 assists because you see guys that can heat up for 50. We know Devin Booker can do that, but he looks like he's in that zone yeah. right now where he's letting the game come to him and exerting superstar impact because if he was just a gunner, there's no way he has 12 assists. He's yeah. reading the game. He's in the flow of the game, helping the team win while still getting his. That's yeah. superstar stuff. Yeah, it looks it looks easy for him right now. Like, like there's nothing there's nothing they can do to speed him up. Um, he just looks like he's just playing very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been there now before. Um, he's had his moment where he fell flat on his face. Um, when it counted, when they needed him, he wasn't that. And so I can understand how you came to that conclusion with regards to Book. Um, he's definitely showing improving this year. I think I think the addition, the calmness that Durant can add to him helps. Uh, and and they both the, here's the the crazy thing about this dynamic. They both got something to prove. Like Big Durant time. has won championship, mm-hmm. but he still feels he's got something to prove. And I think both of them having that edge could help to propel them. But Denver's 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 going to be a tough one to uh, to clip, especially now you got to go back to the mouth high, uh, still two more times, and get it done. So we're going to see how that that pans out. Last note on that series: Denver's bench in yesterday's game, a five point loss. Uh, Jeff Green minus sixteen, Bruce Brown minus eleven, Christian Brown minus ten, which is surprising because usually they have a pretty good bench. Usually, yeah. If the bench isn't going to produce and the Suns are able to make up enough ground in those, you know, non-starter minutes, that might be the key is just those little stretches in that series. Yeah. Okay. Staying out West, you mentioned Anthony Davis, how he's the key to that, that Lakers Warriors series. Luckily for the Lakers, he's been good in the odd numbered games. So if you get, (laughs) (laughs) so expect bad AD tonight, he'll be great in game five and we'll see where things are at after that. Uh huh. What can you do if you're the Lakers to make him more consistent, or is that just who Anthony Davis is as a player? Um, 
Well, what was good about him last night is the rebound numbers came back. Mm-hmm. He he was just not active at all in the previous game. Um, I don't think it's injury. I, he didn't go to the free throw line as much as he did. He was very active this game. Like, that's what you see. Now, can he do that, you know, on those other occasions? Can it be sustainable? That's the key that you have to – now, I'll tell you the difference maker I know to be is AD in this series. Mm-hmm. In that game, it was D'Angelo Russell. Sure. He started off getting the first 11 points coming right out the block. That got them going. That kind of I mean LeBron was non-existent. I don't think LeBron took a shot even till dang near some early or some early part of the second quarter, you know? And then still ends up with 21 and so they he it was D'Angelo Russell to me that kind of set the tone for what this game was going to be. Um Clay got off to a very rocky start. Um, they didn't shoot the ball at well at all. I mean, it was terrible. It was under forty percent. A three, a team that shoots as many freaking threes as they do, you can't shoot forty four threes and shoot in the twenties in the twenty percent tile. You can't do it, and that's how you're going to get blown out. Because guess what? This team is a, a an outlet type of team that's going to get out in the open court, and that's where they thrive. Uh, guys like um, Lonnie Walker, you know, came out of nowhere playing twenty four minutes. Um, and had 12 points for them. Um, so they had guys that kind of stepped up, came up uh, big for them. Uh, if Austin Reeves or any of them show up, the Golden State Warriors are in trouble. Plain and simple. We yeah. talk about AD's inconsistencies. Is it time to start having that conversation about Clay? It might be. Yeah. And, you know, Clay Thompson, for his own sake, again. Now, his, his, his legend is, 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 is secure. Is secure. But it go is. Ahead. But at this point, Clay Thompson, I don't think you can count on as a reliable guy. At this point, it's it's bonus, whatever you get mm-hmm. from it. And that, to me, is a bigger worry for the Warriors. Because look at Steph's numbers. 4 of 10 from 3 is fine. But 5 of 11 from everywhere else, 9 of 21 total, 23 points on 21 shots isn't efficient. Clay yeah. Thompson is so important for Steph Curry's success. Not saying Steph can't do it on his own. It just becomes that much harder when Clay's off. Here's what you notice. AD had four blocks mm-hmm. in this game. Again, like his his block number, I think his block average is four to five a game, right? Woo. So after the first the first game, when he was losing everything, everything that came in there was going back to the front row. You know, it, it was everything was getting lost. Um, the things that used to work for them, the floaters, the the touch passes, I mean, all of the lob, all that stuff that mm-hmm. was working is getting tossed back. And now there's that's why they're shooting so many threes. So right now, Golden State is live by the three, die by the three, because when they're attacking, they're not attacking to finish. They're attacking to pass, which is they're not even getting mid-range shots, really. They're getting either threes or fast break opportunities for, for twos. Draymond, all those guys, they get down there deep, and they're like, uh, no, let's kick this out. <laughs> you yeah. know. So I think that's the effectiveness that – AD has been bringing as well is they're not getting opportunities at the basket. They're getting only perimeter jumpers and the percentages by history go down the further out that you go, go out to the three point line. What's the fix for golden state. I know Kerr loves his motion based offense. Is it as simple as run more pick and roll with Steph, get Draymond in the short roll to get AD away from the basket. What do you do? Um, I, I think they've got to run them. I think they've got to run their legs. Um, Say what you will, they play uh, multiple people, but their bench, to me, 
is not as successful. Mm-hmm. Outside of the potential of Schroeder, um, I think Lonnie Walker is kind of an anomaly situation. Hachimura is up and down. Outside of that, their guys play pretty high minutes. Vanderbilt didn't play a lot, but he's a defensive you know, guru, so a lot of those minutes got split up. Mm-hmm. And when you have such a lead that they had, you – you don't need to rely on Vanderbilt as much as when when it's tight. You when it's tight, you got to have him because he, he the the reason is the success is coming by way of Vanderbilt. They're, they're, I love what they've done. They put Vanderbilt on basically Steph Curry. They're like, we're giving you length. You're not going to be able to just get to where you want to, and and I like it. So if they continue to do that, actually, LeBron's playing a little bit of D too. You know, I've been seeing him last few days. I mean, he's been playing a little bit of D, and so that's what's helped him. Moving our focus out east, the last series we're going to talk about before we get to the shootout with Strick, the Sixers survive. They they win the first quarter. Boston comes back uh, in the fourth quarter, but can't hold on to finish. Jason Tatum may or may not have pushed off. Mm. Probably did. Mm. It doesn't matter because James Harden was in his bag. Near triple-double, 42-8-9 for the Beard. They tie the series up. Strick, I thought Boston had that game won a couple yeah. times, but it goes back to what Doc said after game one. Get it to the fourth quarter, and we like our chances. This yeah. series is 2-2. I didn't see that one coming. I didn't either. I actually thought Boston was going to run away with it. Big shot in the corner by James Harden. And mm-hmm. what, what, what they found out is that we can both exist together for the success of this team. Uh, I thought they were dead to rights. Big shot by Marcus Smart. Just did now. So, so that's the one of the parts I wanted to talk about. Let's let's get technical right now. Let's get let's get in real, the lab. We're in the lab. We're in the lab. We we're go. in the lab on this one. Here's here's the thing that happened in that situation. We're always taught late game clock. We're we're down. Anytime we're down anywhere from two to three points, the goal is always to go early. Meaning you want to be attacking anywhere from the nine to fourteen cent mark or fourteen second mark, right? Okay. Because you want to be able to get a shot, potential rebound. When is the best time to to make a three pointer? Off an offensive rebound. Off kick of out. an offensive rebound kick out, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to give yourself enough time to be able to get a shot off. If you do not make it, crash. Leave good shooters on wing positions or corner to kick out for a finalizing three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum didn't start an attack until it was seven seconds. Them not getting into something early enough cost them that game because Marcus Smart, if he went at that time I just told you, that nine to 14 range, that he gets that shot off. And it's. And there you go. And Philly's got what? A second and a half, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Second and a half. At that point, you live live with whatever you're going to get. You're up two. Mm -hmm. So you give up a two, you just go into overtime. Um, So, yeah, I I, I like the way that that played out. I just don't like the execution of it. It, it, You know, that timeline should have been a little bit higher and they would have had a better chance. I think it goes to the point you've brought up a couple times in the last week or so about taking a lot of dribbles to get there, too. It wasn't straight line. Sticking in the lab for one last question, then we'll get to the shootout. Did Jalen Brown make the right or wrong decision in helping off strong side corner? I understand. Um, by rule, you don't. You come weak side. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you 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 sent. I understand why he did um, deep penetration from the MVP deep in the paint. Um, and if there is a knock on Embiid, he's not the greatest passer, right? Can he find the guy in that situation when he's in his mojo? Um, he did, and he found the guy that went nuts for the night, which is James Harden in the corner. So I can't really fault him because I understand. I understand. Um, if we game planned it, maybe talked about it in there in the huddle. I'm definitely probably coming from the weaker side. Uh, I definitely wouldn't have come from the top. Definitely would have been somebody where he would have had to make a a great across-the-court pass mm-hmm. to the weak corner, possibly. Not to James Harden. So Who had already had 39 points. Yeah, so I hate <laughs> that that happened, but I understand why he did it. Would you say it's the human decision, if not the basketball decision? Yeah, it's, the, it, it's, it's a human danger. It's like... Danger, Will Robinson, danger. You know what I mean? It's, it's like there's danger right here this deep in the paint. But um, the two even would have been better than the three at that specific point. That's in the lab with Strick. Appreciate the breakdown there from the Husker Hall of Famer, the nine-year NBA vet, the man who would have made the right play in that situation. I, I would have came even harder. I think I, I, I would have jumped in. Look, you, you're going to get that shot off anyway. I would have been all in your lap. I'm jumping at the ball. If I even have to, I might have fouled you before, you know, I probably let that get off. But, yeah, he, he kind of was half-hearted, kind of in that halfway position. Yeah, I would have came a little harder. That's in the lab. We're going to step into the ring for the shootout with Strick. Uh, the champ was T-Badge. He's not here today. So Strick still got to earn that title back. We'll play the shootout with Strick. $15 to Buffalo Wings and rings the prize next.